This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. New CBS Sunday. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. When something is lost, everyone's looking for something. He finds it. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. I survive. You make quick, smart decisions. You never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. New Sunday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Welcome to another game day version of the Cards Cast. I'm Cardinal Authority Senior Writer Michael McCammon, joined by publisher Jody Demling, Louisville back on the road, back to a neutral site uh, venue, another NFL venue, Lucas Oil Stadium up in Indianapolis, where the Cardinals will take on Indiana for just the third time ever. Louisville a 10-point favorite. And, and Jody, you know, I think coming into this game, if you look at them on paper, game three looks like it's going to be the toughest test for, for Louisville thus far in this young season. Oh, yeah. I don't think there's any question about it. I think that Indiana is better than Boston College. I mean, uh, um, Georgia (laughs) Tech was. They're better than we'll see next week at Boston College. I don't think there is quite as good as NC State, but but NC State and Indiana, very comparable to me, I think, um, in uh, as far as uh, offensive talent. I just don't know. Um, The thing about Indiana is that Ohio State game is going to be – we're not going to be able to tell – is that a really good game for them until two or three weeks down the road? Because how good is Ohio State? That's the whole thing to me. If Ohio State is really good, then that is a really good game for Indiana. If Ohio State isn't as good this year offensively, like some people think they're not, then maybe it's not the it's not the best game for uh, for IU, but still pretty solid. Uh, this is a, this is going to take a big test from Louisville. Uh, it's going to take a a really good offensive game plan, and it's going to take the defense playing uh, uh, without playing a quarter like they did at Georgia Tech. Because if you play a quarter like that at Georgia Tech against Indiana, you're not going to win this game. Yeah, to me, this is kind of for both programs, kind of a prove-it game. Uh, you know, where Louisville has looked you know, pretty solid. Obviously, there's been some struggles with Jack Plummer. Uh, being on time, throwing it in, in their feet, but he looks like he's making the improvements. And as, as he gets more comfortable, uh, you know, but it, it's really hard to gauge much off of the Murray State win. Defense looks solid. Can it perform similarly against another uh, Power Five team uh, that seems seemingly has a few more weapons than both, obviously Murray State and Georgia Tech? So I think the defense it, it will have their hands full a little bit. I'm curious to see what kind of a, a scheme they they come up with to kind of keep uh, Indiana. Uh, guessing but on the flip side Indiana's gonna do the same thing I mean they, they've got a defense they're they're pretty proud about I mean that's kind of what Tom Allen hangs his hat on at IU and so far you know they look like they're up to the challenge now I'm curious to see how they're going to do with Louisville's multiple playmakers obviously everybody knows about Jawar Jordan and, and Jamari Thrash but I think Louisville's playmakers extend beyond that and, and I think that's probably going to prove the difference as the game wears on. I'm also curious to see, you know, if IU or the U of L defense can step up and make a huge play in themselves, which I think will probably be the difference, whether this game is 
Louisville beats the point spread or it's closer than the point spread, which again it currently sits at ten. Yeah, I think it's a I think it's going to be a game that comes down. You know, when you really look back, Jeff Brom has had good success uh, against uh, uh, Indiana over the course of his uh, if his time. But really, if you take a deep dive into those games, they were all pretty good games. Uh, I think even last year when they beat them pretty good, they were down seven to three at the half. Uh, Purdue was so they were all good games going into halftime and coming out into the third quarter and then uh, you know his teams kind of have pulled away uh, in the end but maybe a little closer than what you thought Uh, Jalen Lucas is a really good dynamic running back for Indiana he's fast he's shifty he's going to be a problem for the Louisville defense they're going to have to contain him and I'm interested in Taven Jackson look they don't have a passing touchdown yet in two games but it's not like they haven't had the opportunity. They had one that was dropped and they had one that was just overthrown a little bit that would have been, both would have been touchdowns. Um, You know, Jackson is 19 of 26 for 260 yards. He's now the starter. I do think we'll see Brendan Soresby some at some point or another uh, in this game, but uh, you know, offensively uh, Louisville has got to do a better job than they did against Georgia tech. And they've got to control the run and keep Jack, uh, keep Lucas uh, in in check in the running game. Yeah, we're going to hear a little bit more from IU, kind of get more of their perspective here in a few minutes. I'm going to bring on uh, Matt Weaver, a guy who does a great job covering IU football uh, for Pigs.com on the 247 Sports Network. But, you know, going up to Lucas Oil Stadium, you know, I'm curious is what the environment's going to be like. Obviously, a lot of Louisville fans have already headed up that way. They're going to spend the night up in Indianapolis, enjoy the day, and a lot more are going to head up uh, Saturday morning. That's when I'm going to be taking off, and I suspect it's going to be a caravan of, of red and black heading up to, to Naptown. But obviously, IU is going to be well represented as well, being right in the middle of, of the Hoosier State. So I think it's going to be a fun environment. Louisville obviously uh, won the last time they were in the Lucas Oil Stadium, beating Jeff Brom's Purdue team. Uh, so hopefully the, the Louisville winning tradition continues at Lucas Oil. I think this game is much is going to be much like that game, Michael. I really do. I look at this game and think of it a lot like I think of that one. Um, in in um, I think that you look at um, remember that game was a buzz uh, because it was Louisville against Brom. This game, um, you you obviously have the buzz. I just think that the game is going to be a close, tight game. Um, I've, I've got Louisville winning, but I've got Louisville not covering the spread. Um, and I think that, uh, that I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked in a, in a number of different ways. Cause I think this game could go a lot of different ways and in, in, in the way it plays out. Um, but, uh, but I do think Louisville is going to put through the effort and I think we'll get, we'll see a very good and solid game from them. I'm interested to see Michael, um, what happens with some of the guys you know, last year, look, we had our freshman report up um, 10 of the 16 freshmen have played already this year, as far as scholarship guys. Um, how many of those guys get some reps, you know, moving forward? How many of those guys um, this week will see time out there? I, I really don't know. Um, I, I don't, I don't think they want to play a lot of young guys. And I think last week, the Murray state game was obviously an anomaly because it was such a, wild and crazy lopsided game you were able to get all those guys in uh but i think we see with a rotation and i I think they stick with that rotation and i do think uh i think we'll see some of those injured players back you know maurice turner you know and josh uh, josh minkins uh i I think will be back 
We'll be interested to see Jaden Thompson. Do we get to see him at all in the next week or two? Uh, he's the, the wide receiver from Cincinnati. Would give him another body there. And I think Mason Riger's probably closer to coming back than than anybody else, which would give him another guy to rotate up front and a guy that yeah. they really uh, feel good about. So, um, so yeah, I think I'm. I'm it, it's there's a lot of intrigue in this game. Yeah, yeah. I'm also curious about the freshmen. We heard uh, Jeff Brom talk about you know the importance of their four games, and you know it sounded like he likes to prepare those newcomers as the season progresses. And that way, if you need them in the last three, four games of the season, all of a sudden they're ready, they're more veteran like, and they can play without burning their red shirt. So I am curious to see how that's going to continue to evolve throughout the season. And you're right, if you can get the, these uh, injured veterans back, especially. You know, I think it's safety having Josh Makins back certainly helps the depth there uh, against a, an Indiana offense that does have they've got a couple of receiver uh, weapons as well. So uh, I believe the secondary will get tested as well. Like you, I have Louisville winning, but I have them under the spread. Wouldn't surprise me if they beat the spread with ease. Um, but it, again, I think this is a, a prove it game where, you know, Louisville's showing some things offensively. They're showing some things defensively. Yeah, but we we saw the ugly quarter at Georgia Tech. I don't know how much you really want to take away from Murray State. So I'm ready to see Louisville come out and prove it. And I think even if they don't beat the spread, they can have a very uh, positive outcome, a win. If, as long as, you know, you, you just want to see them come out, bring down those penalties. You want to see Jack Plummer be a little more sharp in his passing. And if the defense continues uh, the way they have been, would like to see a little more pressure on the, on the quarterback, certainly. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it's a game where Louisville on both sides of the ball can come out and prove it. Okay, this is who really who we are. We do plan on you know competing for the ACC and and getting to three and zero will certainly be a feather in their cap as the ACC schedule really ramps up after that. Yep. And uh, so uh, without further ado, you've got a great special guest, Michael. Yeah, let's bring on Matt Weaver from Pigs.com. Kind of get the perspective from the IU's uh, side of things. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Should you ever set foot outside of the motel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime limited series based on the international bestseller. For the last four years, I've been a prisoner. Why are they keeping you here? Starring Emmy Award winner Ewan McGregor. This is the brave new world that you dreamt of. Be very careful. You are still a prisoner here. Everything in this new world comes at cost. This is still my country. A Gentleman in Moscow. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Only with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan. Excited to be joined by our next guest, Matt Weaver from Pigs.com. Does a great job covering Indiana football for uh, for Pigs over on the 247 Sports Network. Appreciate you taking some time with us, Matt. No problem. Thanks for having me. So Louisville, Indiana, this Saturday noon, Lucas Oil Stadium up in uh, Indianapolis. Should be a great environment, obviously an easy trip for Louisville fans, obviously right in the, in the smack middle of, of Hoosier country. So it should be a, a fun environment for the for the teams. And when I think of Indiana football, there's three things right now that are jumping out to me as far as the storylines. One is always, you know, Tom Allen's defense. Two, he just named a starting quarterback in Tavon Jackson. Uh, and then three is Jalen Lucas. I mean, he seems like he's just a, kind of a guy that can – be a headache for almost anybody. Um, let's start with, with Tavon since he was, that's kind of like the headline this week coming into the game. 
uh, gets the nod as a starting quarterback. Your thoughts on him through two games so far? Well, I mean, the Ohio State game, obviously nothing on the offense went well. They, they scored three points. Um, I think they had like 150 yards of offense. <clears throat> you know, it was a very conservative game plan. It, 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 I honestly compared it to almost like a spring game huh. game where you're, you're, it's real vanilla. You're not really trying. It's almost like they weren't trying to show a lot. Um, you know, you hate to say they weren't trying to win the game, but it's almost like they were just trying to keep it, you know, kind of as a game plan to keep it close and competitive. And, you know, it was 10-3 at halftime. Obviously, mm -hmm. Indiana State was a complete 180, um, which you would expect. I mean, it's an FCS opponent. And, and um, uh, I think he finished 18 out of 21 for 200 yeah. and some yards. There only touchdowns, but that's because the running game was actually work, working pretty good. I think they rushed for like five touchdowns. Um, you know, we, it, it's, we've only, I mean, I've seen him obviously in two games, um, haven't in practice really have not seen a whole lot just because saw him in the spring more, but in fall camp, we get booted out of practice, yeah. um, halfway through. So we don't get to see much, we don't get to see any team stuff and they shut practice down about two and a half weeks into spring into, in, I'm sorry, into fall camp. So, uh, but he throws the ball. Well, I saw him in high school, you know, a number of times he, he's from the South side of Indy center Grove, the Greenwood area, won back-to-back -back state titles there. Um, you know, he, he can throw the ball. He's, he's a good athlete. I, I think he, I think he would prefer to stay in the pocket and throw, but he can get out and run. Um, Soresby's probably a little bit of the better runner at his down in Texas. He seemed to run the ball more, but, um, you know, they're just, he, they're young. He, they're both young and Taven's young. He's inexperienced, but there's obviously talent. You know, I know ranking sometimes don't always mean everything, but he was obviously a highly rated guy coming out of high school. So I think he throws it pretty good. I just think the biggest thing is, you know, what I've heard is just consistency during fall camp. I think it's one reason why they couldn't pick a starter one day. One guy would look pretty good. And the other guy would kind of struggle. And then the next day it would flip flop. So yeah. it was kind of a roller coaster up and down a lot. Um, and, and it's, it's interesting that they kind of, it's almost like fall camp continued for two weeks into the season at quarterback. These two weeks were still a uh, competition. So I, I thought he would end up winning the job, um, you know, uh, maybe it's because he's the higher-rated guy and he's the in-state guy and he's the name player. He's traces. I'm not saying that's why they picked him, but maybe that's why I kind of lean that way. But I just think he's a little bit better at this stage. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how he does against, you know, an opponent that's more on Indiana. I mean, obviously you played one opponent way above Indiana, one pretty much below. I think Louisville probably from a talent perspective is pretty similar to an Indiana. And it'll be interesting to see how he does because this is a big game. This is a big game for IEO. Do you think it kind of? Do you think it puts a, a period on the competition, or do you think that might continue? If he struggles, does he need to look over his shoulder? Well, Al, Tom Allen's always will, will say, you know, we that's our starter, that's who we're going with. But obviously, if he doesn't play well, I mean, if he really struggles, then I I, I think the leash is shorter than it would be if you had a more experienced guy. Um, and here's the other factor, not for this week, so it doesn't really. But Dexter Williams is probably going to be back in a few weeks, and he at the end of last year, he obviously. You know, he had a really big game against Michigan State when they went up there and won, and he was playing great against Purdue when he hurt his knee. Um, and so that's another factor. That's obviously down the road. That's not a factor for this week. But um, I, I think, you know, I told somebody, I don't think one guy is going to start all 12 games this year for Indiana. And obviously that's been the case. But I, I think, you know, I, I don't think – I'm not saying Taven won't start the next 10 games, but I won't be at all surprised if there's other – you know, somebody else starts, whether it be Soresby or Dexter Williams at some point. So I yeah. think he's the guy – but I do think since, you know, you have he's so inexperienced and there's no track record, the, the um, you know, like I said, the leash is a little bit shorter than it would be for an older guy.
And of course, Jalen Lucas, I mean, he, what a great weapon for, for the offense there in Indiana. Obviously, running back, but, you know, he's great at catching the ball. Obviously, he's in the return in both kick and punt return uh, games as well. I mean, just, a, I mean, his speed is unbelievable. Um, what have you seen from him that makes him such a difference maker? Well, you know, there's been guys, um, and obviously, like, you know, Indiana had Tevin Coleman a number of years ago, and Tevin was incredibly fast, like a four, low four, four, maybe even a four, three guy. Um, but Tevin it, it didn't have a ton of wiggle. He was kind of a one, you know, put his foot in the ground, one cut and get up field. Jalen Lucas is unique in that he's got exceptional speed and quickness. So he's got wiggle and he's a lot of times it's tough to find that guys having that both. So, you know, he's that, that's, you know, I think it's one thing that makes him so, you know, he can make guys miss in small spaces and obviously he can outrun them. Um, he's not very big. So that's the one concern is, you know, how many, you know, you don't, you don't want to get a hit too many times. I think he's about 180 pounds soaking wet. But he is, you know, when you watch him from the press box or from the stands or on TV, he looks fast. Staying on the sideline during spring ball, he ran by me, and you're just like, wow. I mean, it's <laughs> like he is easily the most dynamic guy on the IU team. And, you know, obviously at some places they've got four or five of those guys. At Indiana they've got one. Um, but he is – he's something else. And, and you know, last year he was phenomenal as a kick returner. They didn't give him the ball near enough on offense. They're trying to do that more this year. Like to see him give it a little bit more out on the perimeter. There's been quite a few runs in between the tackles, which to me is, you know, I get it. You want to run him some up the middle because he can make guys miss, but I, I want to get him out in the perimeter as much as I've been. They talk about using him at slot receivers so far. That's not really come to fruition. He practiced at slot some in the in fall, even though he's listed as running back. They had him at both. That's not really now. Maybe as they go forward, maybe that'll be a bigger part of the offense. Um, but I think he, you know, one on one, he's pretty much impossible to, to, to get down. Yeah, Louisville's got one of those speedsters themselves and Jawar Jordan, the guy that's, you know, actually leading the country right now on an average yards per carry because he's broken a few big runs uh, for touchdown. Um, he's going to obviously be, I think, face his stiffest challenge. The whole Louisville office is going to face their stiffest challenge through three games in Indiana. I think what you guys are coming out, I think maybe 57th nationally in total defense, but, you know, exceptional against the pass thus far, doing quite well against the run. Um, what should Louisville expect, guys like Jawar Jordan, and then obviously uh, quarterback uh, Jack uh, Jack Plummer and what he should expect? Because it looks like IU likes to kind of, you know, bring a lot of pressure and gets to the, the backfield quite a bit. Yeah, they've got a new play caller this year, Matt Guerrero. Um, He's a guy that was at Ohio State last year as, I don't know, one of those roles, like consultant or quality yeah. control. Uh, one of those guys that's not really on the field. Before that, he was a D.C. at Duke uh, for David Cutcliffe for a number of years. Really bright guy, young guy. Kind of reminds me of uh, Kane Walmack, who was here a few years ago and did a great job. But, um, you know, it was after the Ohio State game, one of their 247 guys, we were riding the elevator up to the press box after the, the, the you know, after the post-game stuff. And he mentioned that they were impressed with, the you know, just how – the stuff that Indiana did defensively to kind of confuse Ohio State. I think the biggest thing for Indiana's defense is this. Um, the one position that's really hard for Indiana, a school like Indiana recruit is D-line. I mean, there's there's just not a whole lot of those guys around, and most of the good ones go to Ohio State or Michigan or, you know, name the big-time school. And they really did a good job. Andre Carter is a beast. I mean, he's really good. Um, I'm Quite honestly, I'm not sure how Western Michigan is able to keep him for five years because um, he's a legit player. I think he's a next-level guy. Um, Marcus Burris, the guy from Texas A&M, was highly rated out of high school, went to A&M, I think, for a year or two, and they got him in. Linnell Carr from uh, West Virginia, uh, Anthony Jones from Oregon. They've got some good guys um, who just – they haven't had before length and athleticism and, and physicality. So 
front, I thought they did a good job in the portal, and it's so far in two games it's shown up. They did a good job against Ohio State. Ohio State was pretty complimentary of the, their D-line and their defense. The biggest question was the secondary. I mean, the top five corners for IU last year, basically they had five guys that saw time at corner. Every single one of them was gone. Yeah. I, I mean, it literally started over from scratch at corner. I mean, there's some guys back, some freshmen, but they basically didn't play. So all the guys that are playing are pretty much brand new. Safety's qu- almost the same. There's a couple guys back, but it's about – so the secondary is almost completely turned over. And there was a lot of question marks. And so far they played pretty well now. You know, I know they're going to get a test this week, especially against the Jeff Brom offense. Um, he, I know Louisville's got some guys, some speed out there on the perimeter, and they've got some playmakers. So, I mean, you know, they face – uh, Ohio State and Marvin Harrison Jr. and those guys, but still, it's they're gonna they're gonna be tested. I mean, you know, uh, Jeff Brom's a phenomenal play caller. He does a great job of getting his guys in the right places. So this is gonna be a good test for uh, this secondary and this defense. But you know, I think it starts up front. They need to they need to, and not that in Jeff Brom's past he needs to have a great running game to be successful. But I think you need to put them in as many second long, third longs as possible, and then hopefully you can get after Plummer and maybe get him you know, get them on the ground or get them to make some mistakes. Again, we're joined by Matt Weaver from Peaks.com. To check them over at Peaks.com for continuing pregame coverage uh, for Louisville versus Indiana. And I agree with you, uh, Matt. Um, I think if they can get Louisville in long down positions, because that's one area where Louisville has struggled offensively, even though the numbers look okay on paper, you know, Jack hasn't been the, the most efficient or, or the most on-point quarterback through two games this year. And I think if, if IU can put Louisville in those second and third and long situations, it certainly works well in their in their favor. I mean, when you look at the numbers, uh, this, like you said, the secondary looks like they're performing well. How much of is that is because, you know, Indiana State last week, or were you equally impressed during the Ohio State game? Well, they did a good job against Ohio State. I mean, I think Marvin Harrison had a couple catches. And, and you know, listen, Ohio State was, you know, they've got three new O-linemen. They got a new quarterback. And obviously he was a stud in high school. But there was there was going to be some kinks. I said all along. Um, it's it's not ideal to open with Ohio State, but if you're gonna if you're gonna play him anytime this season, I think the first game's the best time just because new quarterback, new play caller on offense, even though Ryan Day obviously is, I'm sure still heavily involved, three new linemen, a center and two tackles. So, you know, there was gonna be some kinks. There were gonna be yeah. some, you know, things they had to iron out. So I, I you know, I think that probably played a part. But you know, I think that I think you know, obviously Indiana State's different. I mean, I, a lot of that was just Indiana was just more talented. You know, what I mean, they were just they they were just better. Uh, Indiana State's number one quarterback from last year is still out. He's missed the first couple games, um, so they they kind of played two guys. Um, but I do think this this secondary has done a good job. I think they they've got some guys back there that were you know good players out of high school. They just went somewhere. They went somewhere for whatever reason. It didn't work out. Um, and they came to Indiana and so far. But I think the biggest thing that's helped the secondary is you've got a, a front that is getting is getting the quarterback to move around, getting him off his his, you know, where he wants to be to throw the ball, getting some pressure on him. And then, you know, they're having to blitz some. You know, I mean they they can't just rush four all the time, but they can do it more often than not. In the past, they had always had to blitz. Now yeah. I think they've got four guys that they can put out there. A lot of times they can get pressure on their own. But to me, that's the biggest thing. I mean, Kevin Wilson always used to say it when he was here, it's not how long my DB can cover. It's how long it takes my defensive end to get to that quarterback. That's what it takes. That's, that's how long you've got to shut down a passing game. And I think he's right. If your front front guys can do their job, it makes secondary guys look a whole lot better. Yeah. And, you know, and I think Indiana and Louisville are kind of entering this game similar. I mean, Indiana has the loss to Ohio State and Louisville beat Georgia Tech, and Georgia Tech certainly isn't Ohio State. But I think their path and what they've discovered about their teams thus far and, and kind of have the throwaway game from last week, Louisville with Murray State, mm-hmm. IU with Indiana State. Um, so to me, I think this is kind of more of a prove-it game for both programs. 
Um, Louisville currently, I think last time I saw this morning, still a 10 point favorite. I think that's a, to me, that seems a little big at this point because I still think they're a prove-it team. Um, I do like Louisville's, Louisville's chances of going up there and getting a win, but I do think it's going to be a pretty close battle as, as as both teams, you know, try to, you know, show who they are. Yeah, I agree. I mean, um, you know, to me, this is a big game for Indiana. I, you know, I don't want to call it a must win because we're in the third week of the season, but when you're in the Big Ten East and you still got games against Michigan and Ohio, I'm sorry, yeah, Michigan, and, I'm not Ohio State, Michigan and Penn State, and you got to play Wisconsin in a crossover game, and obviously an, an improved Illinois program over the last couple of years under Brett Bielema. I mean, it's tough. I mean, this, you know, I mean, Maryland's not going to be easy. There's really no easy games. I mean, some games are, are probably a little bit, you know, more winnable than others. But, um, you know, this is, you know, you, when, you, when you're when you in Indiana and you have those three games on your schedule, Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, you're almost to the point where you have to get six wins in nine games. You're starting the year 0-3. I mean, you hate to say it, but it's just kind of where you're at because they're just the talent level is so different. The disparity is so big. So, you know, if they lose this game, can they not, can they still make a bowl? Sure they can, but the road's a lot harder. You're going to have to probably steal something on the road in the big 10, which is never easy. So I think this is a really big game for Indiana. Obviously it's going to be a big game for Louisville, um, but it's for Indiana. I think this is a game where they, we're going to, we're going to find out where the mindset of this team is because I think they really need to come out and punch Louisville in the face and, you know, see if they can maybe jump on him and maybe, you know, uh, uh, not win going away, but get him down and see if, you know, uh, they can, you know, steal one, quite honestly. Like I said, a prove-it game for both programs. Hey, appreciate your time, Matt. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me. Again, thank you to Matt Weaver from Peegs.com hanging out with us, giving, giving us a little insight on what to expect from Indiana Hoosiers uh, today on game day. It should be a, a great game. Uh Great atmosphere at Lucas Oil Stadium. Really looking forward to being in the building, seeing all the Cardinal fans in there. Louisville, again, a 10-point favorite. Plenty of pregame coverage at Cardinal Authority. And, of course, we'll have live game updates on the homepage at Cardinal Authority throughout the game. And, of course, plenty of stuff after the game with reaction, interviews, video, and so much more. For Jody Demling, I'm Michael McCammon. This has been a Games Day Cards Cast. Let's go! It's the most all-star studded challenge ever. And this time, it's every competitor for themselves. Best challenge ever! The Challenge All-Stars. New season now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.